What will you do to unlock innovation? In today's fast-paced world, innovation might not be enough. Tomorrow's pioneers of change will need to be agile, able to adapt, and committed like never before. Your host, Santa Vending, invites you to listen in and join business leaders from around the world as they share their visions for success in our future business challenges. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Unlock Innovation. Uh, I'm Santa Vending. I'm honored today because today I have Bob Melvin with me. Uh, Bob is the VP of Engineering at Teledyne Marine Systems. Uh, I know Bob for a couple of years already. We know each other through the um, organization called LPPDE. It's Lean Product and Process Development Exchange. Um, and we've been on the same board. We've been uh, at the same conferences, uh, learning together, which is really great. Uh, and I'm really impressed. Bob has some really good workshops. I didn't try to attend it yet, but <laughs> one day I will. <laughs> <Someday>. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm really impressed with his accomplishment, his knowledge, and also just his passion about lean product development. So welcome, Bob. Um, Thank you. Tell me, tell me about, you know, your job, you and, and your company you work for. Okay. Uh, thanks again, Santa. Yes, uh, Bob Melvin. I'm the Vice President of Engineering at Teledyne Marine. And uh, specifically, I'm, I'm the VP of Engineering for the vehicle section. So everything to do with autonomous vehicles for basically use in the marine industry. So so what I like to do is, uh, is kind of go over a little bit of the products that we sell yeah. just to get a feel for what I like to do. I, we have gliders, underwater gliders. Yeah. They're basically like a torpedo shape and they we actually flew one around the North Atlantic. Uh, just to give you an idea, it took 227 days to go by itself from New Jersey to Spain. So it's pretty slow, but uh, they go by their own, and they, they kind of phone home occasionally and tell us where they are, and uh, and they navigate their way to, to where we want them to go. Oh, then I've got underwater vehicles like that do things like oil and gas, pipeline inspection, Yeah. Uh, Looking for unexploded ordinances from like World War II, so those ones really give you a nice picture of the bottom of the sea. Yeah, and th- those are those are my favorite because I I've been doing those for uh, probably 15 years and uh, programming them and and finding u- unique relics on the bottom of the ocean. So I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then we have a couple of other boats. We have one that just goes on the surface, and it's a really small one. You can put it in the back of your truck. Bring it out to some uh, harbor or and, and do a quick inspection, do a survey like like Noah would to to fix up a chart, say something has changed, the sandbar has shifted. So we've got those products from Ocean Science. Yeah. And then one more one more that's not at all related is Taptone. So if you drink beer or soda or have K cups, then most likely your container has been inspected by a piece of our equipment. So we have a lot of patents on on how to inspect little K-cups, run yeah. a little sensor across the top, just to make sure you get good coffee every morning. Very important. <laughs> we all need so. coffee in the morning. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's sort of what I, what I do. Okay. My, um, yeah? my my role, you know, I used to be the, one of the engineers and do a lot of algorithm development and, and electrical engineering, but now I'm more focused on the process and sort of that role of making sure that I surround myself with really good talent Build yep. up a really cohesive team and uh, and do a lot of good innovation for our customers. That's good. So where you know the whole lean product development, where the passion, where where does that come from? Is that something you always had, or is it something that grew, or how did you get exposed to to learn about lean product development? I, I would say that I I was practicing lean and didn't even know it. 
that's what I would how I would describe it. I yeah. a couple of examples from the past. Um, we had one underwater vehicle where we needed to, to do a better camera, and we had a camera. We needed a light source so we could see because when it gets the deeper you go, the darker it gets. So literally to test quickly some theories, literally use duct tape to tape a flashlight that was rated to go subsea on the vehicle. And uh, and that was my quick and dirty test before design to see how much light we really needed. So yeah. it's uh, you know that's kind of where I started and 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 Taptone when I worked in Taptone in the '90s, I literally moved my office such that I had a conveyor belt in my office. I put earplugs in in the morning, <laughs> turn on the conveyor belt, and I would run samples around and test them all day long to do a statistical analysis to see how I could improve something and, and validate that it was actually making an improvement. So I think I've always been someone who wanted to test first and then design second. And I think that, that that's sort of one of the basic principles of, of lean product development is okay. understanding your knowledge gap. So I, I think I, you would say that I was practicing it, but didn't know what I was, didn't know what to call it. How about that? Okay, okay, okay. Oh, that, that, that's good. So, um, so you started your engineer, your career, right, as an engineer, that you said. So, um, how did you go from being the, the engineer? You know, what, what, tell me about the journey, you know, to get to where you are today. Yeah, there's no doubt VP of engineering was not, not on my bucket list. No, I was going to be an engineer. I was going to design boards when I got out of school, electronics, uh, PCBs, and that's yeah. what I was going to do, guaranteed. And then, uh, so what happened though is that I discovered as I went through my career, like um, my very first job, I uh, I saw that there was a need for someone to learn how to use their schematic capture tool so that we could teach people in the um, in the company, sort of be a because they were small divisions, have some but inside expert. And so I volunteered for the job because I I wanted to learn and I like sharing what I learn with other people. So so I kind of volunteered as my very first job out of the, you know, even though I was designing equipment for the the U.S. Navy, I was at the same time the kind of the division lead because I, I, I knew that we needed to do it. And I like to teach people, what, yeah. what, you know, new, new ideas. So I started there, another company, I was a startup company. We went through $125 million in three years. And uh, we, we grew our own operating system out of basically our, our own, our own design and we were putting on new engineers every week. There were one or two new software engineers joining the team. And I realized that no one knew the operating system and no one knew how to, how to run, how to, how to develop code and, and con contribute quickly. So I started a class where I taught how the operating system worked to all the new, new employees yeah. so that we could be more effective. So yeah. I, I kind of, that's how it started. And I like to see things get done right. And so I just sort of naturally progressed for somehow I just, my career went from being mostly engineering, writing, designing boards, writing algorithms, testing equipment to more and more of helping to make sure that we, as a team, did things right. And so I just went so I just to evolved. engineering manager, yeah. then a director, and now VP. And, that's, uh, and I will tell you, I was very scared. How does product development scale as you go from, you know, just managing a team of three or four people to managing groups in Iceland? The, yeah you know, Massachusetts, California. And, uh, and I learned that if you can do it right and, and develop the process right, then it scales quite easily. So, so it's been a lot of fun and it's been quite the challenge as I've changed my career. 
how, how do you communicate with t- teams, you know, in different locations? What's what's your advice there? Because I'm pretty sure now, right, where everybody is more remote or working from home, depending on where they, they live in the world right now. Um, that, that's been the right. challenge for some companies. So so what's your, your advice here? Well, I'll tell you, my advice, you can learn from our, our mistakes because we um, – uh, we started off with the whole COVID working from home, not being able to travel to Iceland or San Diego. Yeah. We started off by learning Teams, learning Zoom, because we didn't really use them that much. We would, uh, you know, we we use things like these tools occasionally, but not very often. No, no, and no. so now one of the mistakes we have made is that we're using all of them. Yeah. We never really, we haven't really standardized on it. It's always going to be Zoom or always going to be Teams. So it's just chaotic. And now... Because we did have SharePoint with our knowledge library, yeah. all of our A3s or our K3s. Yeah. Now, because Teams has built in task board, task management, and and uh, all of these other ways to, to manage and collect uh, information, it's getting very confusing. So okay. we do need, we've been talking about lately now, we have to hit the reset switch and figure mm-hmm. out because... But, so the technology not, has just been going a little bit too fast to get your process smaller, right? Yeah. It has. It definitely has. And uh, and also quarantining a lot. I've, I've traveled, I think, three times. I had to quarantine each time I come back. And so it's yeah. just it's just kind of chaotic right now. But but yeah. it's uh, but, but we'll you know, that's where it is a, a good challenge for, for yeah. the near future sure. to figure out how to, how to work this all out. Yeah. I, I see it right now as with the COVID and the whole pandemic, um, you, you have to do things differently. And that brings out new innovation. Um, and as you, with your company, right, where you're saying with, if it's just saying how you communicate, um, I'm sure every company has has realized or tried this, you know, on, on <laughs> at the film oh, yes. how it turns out. Uh, but it, it also brings new ideas or new innovation. Either it can be on your product, but it could also be on your process. Um, but of course, you need the right people on the team to, to take you there. But um, no, no. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what's what's the most important thing you can do in your space? Yeah, in my space, uh, I tell you, as as the sort of VP of engineering, my most important role I feel is being the chief engineer. So you still, you know, once you build that cohesive team, you got you got a great group of people surrounding you. Uh, then, then you're, in my mind, the best thing I can do is to is to ask the right right questions, ask the questions that will challenge the engineers, challenge the product development team. To make sure, number one, do we understand what the customer really wants, as we call it, the customer interest? And number two, do we really have the knowledge? Because yeah. that's it's still important, uh, especially today with a lot of people working at home. It could be very easy to go there and just design all day on your computer. But you need someone to still be asking those hard questions. Yeah. Did you look at this material or that? Did you evaluate uh, different types of battery chemistries? Did you, you know, have you looked at different... LED types, which LED color works best in the ocean? You know, yeah. those, we still have to keep remembering to ask those questions to make sure there's a good dialogue and make sure that the engineers, you know, in a non-threatening way, know that we're, we're yeah, in this together and right? uh, we want, want to make the best decisions uh, yeah. technically that we can. So so that's, for me, that's that's for the most important part of my job is is really making sure I challenge the engineers to, to um, and, and also the business team to make sure that we do it right the first time. Right. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> totally get it. Been there. <laughs> I'm still there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it's always after when you say lessons learned, right? You're like, oh. absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, we've so, got a lot of good lessons learned, but let's. We don't need a lot of lessons learned. Just a few, a few yeah, other projects. Right. You don't, you don't want it to be like a waterfall that comes over you. <laughs> no, no. And then nothing else. Don't want that. Yeah, no. no. Okay, then one more here is, you know, what would you have told yourself like 10 years ago? Right. So Top 10 question, years ago. I know, but. <laughs> I know. I will say that about 10 years ago, I was, uh, I was probably the director of engineering here, and it was just one company, not what I'm doing now, which is watching over, you know, multiple product lines in three different locations. Yeah. I think back then I was, I was a lot more in touch with the, with the technology. And then that was 10 years since then. Uh, I have been more focused on, you know, the managerial or the, the that other aspect of the VP of engineering job. So I, I really, if I told myself 10 years ago, I would have said, make sure you don't lose touch of the technology, you know, because I'm, I still like to program. I like to, to, I would, I've almost lost the ability probably to design boards anymore, but yeah. I should have, I, I should have stayed more in touch with the technology because I like doing that. And there's some home projects I'd love to do. So, so it'd be great if I could, you know, in fact, right now I went and bought myself a little development kit because I've got this idea of something that kids have gone off to college and, and, uh, I got a little free time on my hands. So uh, I'm going to go back and do a little programming and uh, make a little, uh, Little, little something on the okay. side just you for, can for, for just fun home project. Yeah. Remove the little dust, right? Undust it and, and get exactly. It. <laughs> That's what I got to do. So I've got to, I've got to, I got to brush up, brush up on the skills I had years ago and uh, get back into it. Yes. That's cool. That's cool. Okay. Thank you so much for for being on on this uh, call. Um, I really appreciate it. I don't know if you have anything else you want to just have an ending note about or. Is no, I think, Stan, uh, I think it's, it's, this has been fun. It's been fun. I uh, enjoyed it. And uh, it's always a pleasure to, to chat because we always like to compare notes. And uh, yeah. it's always fun to, <laughs> fun to share because we, we're all suffering with the same issues, looking for better ways and just, yeah. um, as I say, That's, keeping ourselves active and improving. So It is. It is. And I, I, I think but looking in different industries always can give you that inspiration. So it's, I think it's important, right, that you look out in your network, even though just saying, okay, who's in a different industry and, and then brainstorm with them or get some ideas that always help you. I call it my, it's my little vitamin pill. So I got one today. Exactly. Talking to you. <laughs> so, exactly. No. So, yeah, so keep up, keep up the good work. And, we'll, and as soon as we can travel, I'll, uh, I'll be out to San Diego sometime, hopefully in the future. Sounds great. Looking forward to see you. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. All right.